This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit betterhelp.com super and see if online therapy's for you. Hey, brother! This video contains spoilers for Encanto. Well, guys, we live in exciting times. For the first time ever, Disney has released two animated movies with potential Disney princess candidates in the same year. It's never happened before. Earlier this year, of course, we had Raya and the Last Dragon, but then just this past week, we were graced with Encanto. And if you haven't seen it yet, you, you really just should because it is just excellent. The music is great, the animation is great, the characters are charming and relatable, and of course, it offers up Mirabelle, the next candidate for Disney Princess. But will she make the cut and join the elite? Well, I'm not gonna lie, she is pretty tricky, but today, we find out. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Have you ever gotten all set up to like do some work or just surf the internet at your favorite coffee shop when all of a sudden, nature calls? So you have to run to the bathroom, but you don't wanna like shut down your whole station, you just got there. Going online without a VPN is a lot like this situation. Like most of the time, there's probably nothing you need to worry about. But what happens if you go back to your table and your laptop is missing? Because here's the thing, hacking through a computer with an unprotected network isn't even hard. It doesn't take fancy equipment. In fact, I dare say it's pretty mundane. The only reason we really think it's fun or complicated is because in movies, you always see them like in a van with a beanie in a rolly chair somehow, and you're usually rooting for the hacker. Roll a chair in a van just seems like a bad idea, so I'm saying. Here's the thing, real hacking can be done by a smart 12 year old with a cheap laptop. They don't even need a beanie. But ExpressVPN, super secure. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to break through the encryption. But you might be wondering, well, like if it's so boring and mundane, why would they even do it? Uh, the answer is because it's lucrative. A single hacked account can be worth up to $1,000 on the dark web. Or like for us, we're an internet-based company. We feel way more secure knowing that all of our devices are protected by an encrypted network like ExpressVPN. And they really are great because it's so simple. You just open the program, press the the one big red button and boom, that's it. You're protected. So secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com scb. Again, that's expressvpn.com scb and you can get an extra three months free. Again, one more time, expressvpn.com scb. Link is in the description down below. Okay, it has been a hot minute since we've talked about this. So in case you're unfamiliar or just need a refresher, let's first run down all the different requirements it takes to become a Disney princess because it's not as cut and dry as you might think. Like you might think just being a princess in a Disney movie would be enough to qualify you, but you would be uh, you would be dead wrong about that. Like, did you know that Anna and Elsa are actually not official Disney princesses or Tinkerbell or Nala or Meg? Jane? Well, they're not. At present, there are only 12 Disney princesses. Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Jasmine, Mulan, Belle, Pocahontas, Merida, Tiana, Rapunzel, and Moana. Raya is actually still not official yet, although she is starting to show up on the Disney Princess website, which makes me feel like she's well on her way. Although you may notice Anna and Elsa are there right now too, but I assure you they are not official, but more on them in a second. Now there are no like official, official rules for how to become a Disney Princess, but there are some pretty like official esque rules that all of the existing princesses do already fall into. First, to become a Disney princess, any given character must either be born royal, marry royal, or perform a significant act of heroism. 
And to be honest, that last one, the significant act of heroism, is really just there for Mulan because the other 11 fit the first two requirements, no problem. Although some of them do do some pretty significant things like, you know, turning a literal goddess from a lava monster back into a giant island. That was pretty cool. Next, as long as you fit one of those requirements though, you must fit all three of the following. You must be human, you must be the lead female character in an animated Disney movie, and you can't debut in a sequel movie. So the classic example is always Ariel's daughter. She would otherwise fit all these requirements, but she doesn't make her debut until The Little Mermaid 2. Next, and this one's like a little less official, but it is presently still true for every Disney princess, is that you must have an animal sidekick. And then of course, there's the very out of universe secret rule of box office success. And this one can be a little tricky because there is like a little sweet spot the characters need to hit. Because if their movie isn't successful enough, like say Kida from The Lost City of Atlantis, they just won't make the cut at all. But on the flip end, if you are overwhelmingly successful, you may just transcend the princess title altogether like Anna and Elsa, who fittingly, I guess, are actually queens at this point and not princesses, so. Which is not to say Disney doesn't like to rope them into some princess stuff or like a little extra marketing power. Like on the website, you can see Anna and Elsa, but look at this little title right here. It says, relive all your favorite princess and Frozen movies. So clearly different categories. But now that we know that it takes, it brings us back to Encanto and Mirabelle and whether or not she will be joining the ranks. And again, right out of the gate, I'm gonna say, it's pretty tricky. I mean, yes, she is a human female lead in a Disney animated movie. So check, check, check. But does she meet the first level of requirements of either being born royal, marrying royal, or performing a significant act of heroism? Well, she definitely doesn't marry royal or even have a love interest of any kind. So that one's definitely out. But is she born royal? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. She is a member of the family Madrigal, who does have a literal miracle blessed upon them with literal magical powers and a magical house, and they are the clear leaders of their village. But does their village count as a kingdom? Well, in some cases, yes, that would be enough. Like Moana and Pocahontas are both considered born royal because within the context of their culture, they would hold the same rank as any other given princess. But both of their situations are based on real life groups of people with existing class structures. And while the family Madrigal does have real life cultural inspiration from Colombia, the specific circumstances surrounding their leadership of the village is entirely fictional. By which I mean there are not actually villages run by magical families who may or may not be considered royalty. That said though, I do think it counts as born royal. I mean, the family is undeniably the leaders of the village and the people there practically worship them for their powers. Even if you disagree though, I don't think it matters because I think Mirabelle does perform a significant act of heroism, but maybe not the one you're thinking of. According to Bruno's vision, the task at hand is for Mirabelle to make amends with her sister, Isabella which she does. However, I think the real act of heroism comes later with her abuela at the river. At this point in the movie, the magic is gone, the house has crumbled, and her grandmother has cast her away, blaming her for everything the family has lost. Her grandmother is of course wrong though, and Mirabelle points out that the real reason the magic leaves is because her grandmother fails to recognize that the miracle isn't the magical powers themselves, but simply the act of being a family. Anyway though, 
fast forward back to that moment at the river where Mirabelle's grandmother has come to apologize. And right here, I think, is the act of heroism. Mirabelle forgives her. And I know, on the surface, it might not seem as grand as destroying an entire army with an avalanche or restoring the heart of a literal goddess. But I would argue that forgiveness is the actual most powerful thing you can ever offer anybody. Mirabelle has done nothing the whole movie except try to save the house and the magic. She has helped both of her sisters come to terms with their deepest insecurities and reconnected with the lost uncle of the family. And she does these things because she loves her family above all else, even when it would be so easy not to. It would be so easy for her to resent the rest of her family for having powers when she was denied one, and instead, it's her grandmother who resents her. Her grandmother who cast Mirabelle away despite everything she has done. Like, you might argue that she doesn't deserve her forgiveness. But that's sort of the thing, isn't it? Forgiveness, almost by definition, is never deserved. And that's part of what makes it so powerful and why I think that moment truly is a very grand act of heroism. So yes, I am gonna say she passes the test, but now for the really deep questions, you guys, does she have an animal sidekick? And this is kind of a hard question to answer because like, like no, but, but there are sort of a few maybes. Like first up is the house itself. Casita. La Casita. Mirabel definitely has the best relationship with the house itself of anyone else in the family, and she communicates with it frequently and effectively. How do I save the magic? But honestly, I think this is a lot closer to how the ocean helps Moana. Like, an ally? Yes. An animal sidekick? Mm, nah. Then there's also her bird friend in Bruno's tower. Sort of. At least I'll have a friend. Nope, you flew away immediately. Yeah, so the bird is there, but it's also really just for that one scene. I mean, I guess if you could say Mirabelle has a sidekick at all, it's actually her little cousin Antonio. And Antonio's gift turns out to be that he can talk to animals. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I understand you. So in a way that is still sort of like animal sidekick adjacent, but yeah, I, yeah, it's wishy-washy at best. But then of course there's the yellow butterfly. When Mirabelle meets up with Bruno, they recreate his vision and the yellow butterfly appears, showing her what to do to save the magic. It also appears on the family candle itself and a large swarm of them appear when Mirabelle makes up with her grandmother. So like on the one hand, it is very clearly heavily associated with Mirabelle, but then on the other hand, it's a very different kind of sidekick as to how like Pascal is with Rapunzel, where they have like an existing relationship and play games and talk to each other. So really it's kind of up in the air, but even just in the process of researching for this video, I came across a lot of the merchandise for the movie and sure enough, they have already started pairing up Mirabelle with the yellow butterfly in lots of the merchandise. So yeah, I guess it, I guess it, can count. But that just leaves us with box office success. And honestly, I think this one's pretty easy. And I think Mirabelle and Encanto fall right into the sweet spot. Encanto has already been the number one movie at the box office for the past two weeks and is set to be the most successful animated movie of 2021, which is a weird scenario because it doesn't make it like one of the most successful animated movies ever because of like quarantine and COVID and people not going to the movies. But it does stand out for being one of the most successful movies during this time. I mean, I guess seeing 
King 2 could still come out and just crush it, but <laughs> I have my doubts. So the big question, will Mirabelle be a Disney princess? I think yes. There are some iffy requirements throughout, but I think from the right point of view, she checks out on all of them. Plus she also offers like a different kind of diversity to the group as a whole. I mean, for one, there are no Colombian or Central American Disney princesses as of now. So that would be a nice addition just in and of itself. But what I mean is she's also like a lot more down to earth than the other princess. She's not this like super perfect, hyper beautiful character. Interestingly though, that role still exists in her movie, it just goes to her sister, Isabella, instead. But like, do you see what I mean? In most princess movies, Isabella would have been the main character. But this time, it's Maribel, the underdog, the not magic one, the one wearing glasses. We need you, Maribel. Honestly, she's like uniquely relatable amongst the rest of the Disney princesses. And I find that to be a really good quality in a Disney princess, because the whole point is to have characters for little kids to look up to. And for that, I feel like Mirabelle definitely deserves the title of Disney princess. But guys, what do you think? Will Mirabelle be the newest Disney princess? Let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. Thanks so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Disney princess action from us. If you want to see our top five snubbed Disney princesses, you can check out this video right here. Or if you'd like to see whether or not Raya might become a Disney princess, you can check out this video right here. But otherwise, until next time, Ben, I will see you in another lifeboat.